Good afternoon, Jim. Good afternoon. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, you on sure can. We can hear you and see you, and I like your okay, backdrop. Okay, great. Somehow I got this backdrop up here. I don't know how I got it up there, but I think it we're going to share cool. some pictures. Great to see you all, Fran Francis. Good to see you. Yeah. And uh, and Judy, great to see you as well. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you for yep. joining us. Well, are, you are, we, we having are you down in Nashville? No, I'm heading there. Uh, I'm heading there uh, this afternoon. So I'm right. I'm in Detroit right now. So um, I'm heading there tonight. Uh, okay, thank you, Jim. Um, you know, apologies for this little technical challenge, but David is back on with us now. And my understanding, Jim, is you have slides to, um, you know, to show, and David is right there. So you you give us the signal, Dave, uh, Jim, and uh, and then we'll um, we'll let David run the interview, and uh, you know we'll follow your lead as far as the slides you would like us to share. Okay, great. Thank you. I I think somebody there has uh, has a slide. Hey, David, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you, Jim. How are you? Good. Good. Well, um, I'm actually uh, I'm actually at one of our uh, our garage locations here in the Detroit area. And behind me, I've got actually uh, uh, our new Corvette Z06 GT3. But for some reason, I've got I've got this background on there. I don't know how to get it off. So we'll just uh, keep rolling. Here. I do have a picture of it here. But great to see you, and thanks for having me on. This is kind of a become a year end tradition in the racing world. And uh, thanks for having us. Uh, it's absolutely uh, our pleasure. Um, let's talk about a very recent uh, success. Uh, Chevrolet sweeping all three manufacturers' championships uh, in NASCAR. Um, there's certain branches of racing where the manufacturer's title is uh, seen as some kind of uh, consolation prize, but that's not the case in NASCAR, is it? I mean, you won half the races against some terribly fierce opposition in cup that must and more than half across the three series um how proud are you of that particular uh, achievement yeah it's uh it was it was it's always a goal at the beginning of the season for a couple of objectives and one uh, is a manufacturer's championship in every series in which we compete and then and then side by side with that is to really work with our teams and drivers to give them all the tools they need to win races and opportunity to win a championship and so uh, the last two years have been unique. We've won, uh, you know, half the races or more in uh, the Cup, Xfinity, and Truck, uh, and uh, did not win the Drivers' Championship. I think you had Mark on here just a moment ago, and, and obviously they they swept all three of the drivers. So uh, it, racing is a is a uh, it's a it's a passionate sport. It's one where it feels like you're never done. Uh, and so while we won the three Manufacturers' Championships, we're so proud of. Uh, obviously. Uh, the goal is to win manufacturers and drivers, and so work work ahead uh, in the coming season. But super proud of everybody on the Cup side. Uh, the teams won 18 of 36 races, and Xfinity 17 of the 33 races they run, and and Truck 14 of the 23. And so that's really a tribute to the work we're doing with all of our our race teams. Um, so proud of them all. And 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 then we had you know uh, in all three of the series, when it came down to the drivers championship, we had you know any anywhere from one to two drivers in every one of the the three uh, championship races so right. didn't get it this year uh the goal is to get it uh you know in the future and uh of course mr stenhouse won the uh won the daytona yeah. as well that's uh yeah, that's right. if, <laughs> if, if uh, i'm not sure if uh if somebody there's got the slides they could put up the the nascar slide but obviously that uh that was a, a great way to start the season there 
with uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Um, phenomenal end of the race, uh, gets a Daytona 500 win, starts us off in a great fashion. It was just awesome. And, and, and then obviously throughout the season, uh, you know, other Chevy drivers, uh, you know, put up a total of 18 wins. Um, uh, you know, William William Byron had six. That was kind of a, a a leading number in the Cup Series in terms of wins for Chevy and across all the all the all the drivers, which was awesome. And Grant Enfinger down there in the bottom right, uh, who made it to the finals, uh, put some wins on the board. And I think that's uh, Allgaier on the top right with uh, Xfinity wins, and and yeah. Allgaier and others put 17 wins on the board. So exciting stuff. And to win the Daytona 500 is just is such a special thing. So happy for Ricky and JTG Dougherty. Yeah, yeah, wonderful way to start the season. Um, of course, I wasn't the only uh, huge, iconic race uh, you won this year. Uh, you also uh, took the Indy 500 in uh, another breathtaking finish that seems to have become something of a, a habit at the Speedway. Um, and then uh, Manufacturers Championship in this final year of the uh, purely 2.2-litre twin-turbo uh, without hybrid uh, era and so you that's now uh eight titles that you won uh yeah. in this era uh how how special was that for you yeah it was special and you know um joseph obviously all the all the, all the indycar drivers uh the goal obviously on the top of their list is when the indy 500 joseph did it it was an amazing race came right down to the end uh you can see him you know at the yard of bricks where he stopped the car didn't drive it over to the, you know, kind of the the winners area and the platform, and and he did that slide into the into the grandstands, which was iconic. I loved it, and uh, so that was awesome. And then and then obviously, uh, you know, for for him, um, he won four of the ovals between Indy, uh, yeah. two races at Iowa and Texas, and then with that, he has become uh, the winningest Chevy driver, kind of in uh, this modern era since we came back into the series in 2012 with uh, 29 wins. So. With Chevy, all with Chevy, and so really proud of that. And and uh, and then and then obviously the Manufacturers Championship uh, was terrific as well. And that uh, the way uh, they calculate the points in the series, we we uh, came right down to the last race as usual, and uh, the Chevy uh, drivers and teams put enough points on the board to lock that uh, championship up. And that was uh, that was a nice way to end the season. Uh, in in addition to the 500 win, how how difficult has it been? to uh balance that with uh the testing of the hybrid unit you know for, first you end up with you know the 2.4 liter one being uh, shelved and then you have to focus and actually cooperate with your chief rival to uh you know make the hybrid uh work for 2024 has that been a difficult uh has that been a difficult balancing out just in terms of you know person personnel uh yeah it's a great question, and and it's one thing that the auto industry, uh, whether you're talking about uh, production vehicles or race race cars and propulsion systems, um, we it's what what we do is we work on the current uh, and what we're you know uh, building and engineering for the showroom today. At the same time, we've got a group of people who are working on the future, and so it's it's also true in racing. So it does put a strain on the system, there's no doubt, and it's been uh, kind of an industry wide effort between. Uh, our team, HPD, uh, IndyCar, and some of the key suppliers. And so, uh, you know, the testing has been going on. And, and uh, obviously, we're now at the point of, you know, understanding uh, supply chain uh, dynamics and so on. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a dynamic we're working on today. And tomorrow, at the same time, puts a stress in the system. But candidly, in our industry, it's something that we do. Right. 
Um, God, you have such a massive portfolio in motorsport at the moment, but <laughs> uh, there's a lot to cover here. But uh, V8, V8 Supercars, um, champion manufacturer, one, two, three in the championship. Yeah, uh, um, is I don't want to gloss over that, but looking at <laughs> jumping two years ahead, uh, obviously uh, the Camaro's uh, going out of production next year. I was, uh, so uh, what are you, what are GM's plans for the Supercars Championship in 2025? I'm not expecting yeah. a massive scoop here, but yeah. there are plans. That's a, good the That's a good question. Well, first, before I get to that, I'm super proud of uh, uh, the whole effort of all of the Chevrolet teams. AAA was a key partner in developing uh, the Camaro for Marzio One for Supercars. Uh, debuted it off to, we just got out to a really fast start, won 22 of the 28 races. So 79% of the races, Chevy drivers and teams won, uh, won the, uh, the manufacturers, you know, championship. Uh, you can see the team, it's our team on uh, the top right there, along with Shane Howard, who runs the series, presenting the manufacturers, uh, cup, if you will. Uh, and then obviously Brody, uh, Kostecki, uh, wins the championship in the one, two, three with Chevy drivers. So it was, a Terrific year there, and and so super proud of that. We got to keep keep the momentum going next year. Obviously, you had Mark on there, and Ford picked up the pace, obviously, and, and near the end of the season, and won a bunch of races. So we're uh, mm -hmm. it's going to be an amazing, uh, you know, uh, season ahead, and a lot of tight competition between us and and Ford. Uh, in terms of what's going to happen in the future, you know, obviously the Camaro does continue for another model year, and so that's our focus now. When we made the announcement that uh, we will ramp the Camaro down, we did say that uh, it's not the last chapter in the in the story of Camaro. Uh, so more more to come, but uh, for now we uh, will be racing the Camaro uh, here in this coming year, and then more to come. Right, and in terms of, uh, I mean, I always thought Camaro was ideal for a Supercars Championship because, uh, in my personal opinion, it's always been the best handling of the new breed of uh, muscle cars um but um do you see uh you know do you see a uh, electric uh future how much i suppose the easier question would be how much influence do you feel that uh gm has with supercars in terms of the way the regulations are, are formulated uh for the future yeah i would i would say uh and if you want what you want to go ahead and pull that slide down now for just a moment here and we can just talk here um yeah, I would just say that on every series, including supercars, we're, uh, we we meet with uh, Shane Howard and, and the team there about uh, kind of, you know, the, the current, uh, you know, state of the series and what, what could be next. Obviously, we're very closely with our uh, key uh, race team partners, including Triple Eight and others. And so we, we work with them on all those things, like what, you know, what could be next. So I don't, there's nothing to announce here, but but we do stay in tight contact with all the series, including supercars. So We'll continue to work that. And in the meantime, I think uh, the next season set up for amazing competition between uh, the Camaro and the Mustang, kind of a classic competition. And yeah. we're going we're gonna to try to create some excitement. And I, I have to say, the we're going from Holden, which obviously had a long history in Australia, to the Camaro. Those are those are big moments. And you know, you're trying to understand how the race fans are going to respond. And it's been since we debuted the car, which looks phenomenal. Um, the, the race fans have been uh, absolutely terrific. And so many of the Holden fans uh you know came with us uh, on the on the transition to the to the uh to the camaro and uh in in australia new zealand we do have a a, um, a group that does sell uh you know especially vehicles from our entire gm portfolio uh in those two markets and so uh this uh, the race series helps us keep the enthusiasm high for everything going on with gm there
Right. Now, before we get on to discussions about Lamar, obviously we must tackle uh, IMSA uh, because obviously, you know, the GTP uh, GTP uh, uh, formula has just been like an adrenaline shot to the uh, prototype uh, class. And uh, it. I know it wasn't seamless, but the way Cadillac moved from, uh, you know, the D, uh, DPI VR into uh into the you know the gtp era it it looked like you were ready to take on all comers not only your old rivals acura but also uh you know porsche and uh bmw uh the success of uh cadillac in imsa this year uh is that something that you expected well, you know, um, obviously, you know, Cadillac does have a history in racing and, and we obviously were there, uh, you know, fully committed on DPI setting up for what is became GTP. And actually, why don't you go ahead and pull that slide down there? Uh, I don't know, Judy or somebody can just pull that down so uh, Dave and I can talk for just a moment here. But um, I would just say that, um, you know, hey, we like everybody else, we prepared uh, prepared immensely and deeply and, and uh, obviously, uh, that's a that's got a hybrid application, and so we did a lot of learning early on in that. Uh, the team really prepared well. Uh, you, you never know uh, where you're going to be until you get to literally the first race. Even yeah. the roar, it's a little tough. It's a little tough to tell at the roar, to, to tell you the truth. So it's really you got to get to qualifying at, at the uh, Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona, and uh, it's been it was uh, it was a great season. Uh, it was great to see the you know progress of the teams over our Cadillac teams over the course of the season, and obviously. Um, Action Express and the Wheeland Cadillac V um, Series, uh, you know, a .R, our GTP entry uh, came came out with the Drivers Championship, Team Championship, and Manufacturer. So it was fantastic, and so proud of uh, of the team. And it came down obviously to the last race as usual, uh, yes. and so it was it was great. And the competition was intense. You know, Acura, Porsche, BMW, and they all kind of had their moments during the year. But I, I'm I'm super proud of uh, the 31 team and what they did and how they represented Cadillac so great. And also the Ganassi team as well it was a team effort. And, we, and you heard from Chip earlier, uh, and I didn't catch his entire um, interview. But you know, one thing we do across all of our series when we have multiple teams is you, you we, as a manufacturer, uh, we can accelerate the learning cycles if we work together as one team. And that's what we we did. Uh, in NASCAR, it's what we've done. Uh, in IndyCar, it's what we do, obviously, in the IMSA series. And so those two teams working together with uh, uh, Mark Stilo and, and uh, Laura Clauser and, and, uh, and, and the whole team, uh, Dr. Eric Warren, uh, they did a great job working together. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Uh, obviously, the, the work between uh, Wheeler Engineering and, uh, and uh, Ganassi, how hard is it to uh you know they're both working for cadillac but they're also dead set rivals in a, in themselves as, as a team how uh yeah is that just as tough as persuading chevrolet uh chevrolet power teams and indycar to kind of like remember who <laughs> who's in the back of their car yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a great question because I, you know, really the the teams and a lot of the, you know, the crew chiefs and the engineers were kind of grew up in a time frame where uh, was, you know, they were rewarded for keeping information tight and getting mm -hmm. results on the track and they progressed. And what's happening now is because uh, over the last, I'll call it, I don't know, five, six years, maybe longer, the amount of testing that you get in these series is very minimal. 
very yeah. minimal. So your ability and, 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 and using every dollar of resource and, you know, kind of, you know, human resource as well to the best effect requires us to work together. Otherwise, if we don't do it, somebody else does it, they'll get an edge on you. So it has been, uh, it's been a journey for sure, but it, I, I will tell you in NASCAR, um, we work probably more independently, you know, years ago and today, uh, our key partners, we were, you know, between Hendrick Motorsports, Rich Hills Racing, Trackhouse, and also linking in uh, our other, other teams, um, we work really well together. It's not easy, it's never perfect. Uh, but we it's we don't have a choice. Uh, we've got to have fast learning cycles, limited research, limited testing. It really requires a collaboration. Now, once you get on the track, uh, you gotta you gotta go run your race, and that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe across the Atlantic to uh, Le Mans uh, and the WEC in general. Uh, before we get on to the Corvette, uh, the Cadillac prototype. There, do you feel satisfied that? Cadillac has done everything they can to make the car uh, competitive, and it's now just going to take a BOP adjustment to uh, turn them from podium finishers into, you know, victory contenders. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I would say that um, first of all, the job of a race team and a manufacturer working together uh, is never done, never ever. It, you can never rest a minute. Um, you always have to be progressing. Uh, the competition is that intense, as you know well. Um, I, I think you know that uh, between the LMDH and the LMH, or the I'll call it, you know the GTP and the hypercar. Yeah. Uh, there are there are you know multiple meetings during the year around getting together and understanding the BOP uh, piece of that. I think there's more work to done uh, to be done. BOP seems like a never-ending kind of uh, to to-do list. There's a to-do list that continues to, to, to be there. I think there's more work that has to be done on both sides. We have to be better uh, as a team and really, you know, find even more performance. A lot of the teams really did gain a lot of performance during the year. And then there's a broader, you know, kind of hypercar versus uh, GTP, BOP that, that continues to be refined. The good news is uh, there is a forum in which all that gets talked about and we're making progress. I'm not sure I would say we wouldn't declare, you know, that to do being done uh, more to do there, but um, super proud of what uh, the Cadillac teams it had been over 20 years since we had raced at Le Mans. Uh, and so uh, with Cadillac and, uh, and so coming back uh, and, you know, having three Cadillacs represented, you can see there between Action Express and the two Chip Ganassi uh, Cadillacs mm -hmm. uh, was, it was great to have three, you know, kind of in the race and we were honored to be, have three invitations. And super proud of how how we performed, uh, and certainly the goal is to hit to the top of the podium. Didn't get there, got on the podium after 20 years of not being there. Uh, that was a, a debut that uh, we were super proud of, but always hungry for more. And you can see in the bottom right there is Michael Guerra and the Cadillac team. Mm. Uh, you know, basically, you know, taking a moment to celebrate uh, first year back for Cadillac after almost two decades and. Uh, really, you know, outrunning a lot of tough competition, but but we got two more steps to go on the podium. So work continues there, and then obviously, uh, you know, Corvette has a long history at at Le Mans and in the, in the mm -hmm. GTE uh, class. Obviously, they run now the GTE AM class. If you can just go back one there, and and uh, super proud of the 33 Corvette C8R, the last year for the C8R, and uh, Ben Keating and his uh, co-drivers uh, had an unbelievable, challenging start. Got a couple laps down worked for 23 more hours, 22 more hours 
and cli climbed back to the top, uh, won, won their class, went to the top of the podium. It was just an amazing moment and the ninth time that Corvettes won in its class. So a lot of experience at, at Le Mans, as well as races, it's, it's binary. It's either you win or you don't. Everything, you know, you want to get to the top step. That's the one that feels the, the best and uh, super proud of, of the team. And amazing redemption after what happened to Corvette at Le Mans. Oh, yeah. Don't even, uh, don't remind year. me, David, don't remind me of the previous year. That was, that was too cruel. Oh, that was a, such a tough moment. I can, I, I can remember like it was like yesterday. Yeah. And just watching, you know, we had such good speed a year ago uh, and uh, got to get taken out uh, the way it, the way it happened. And, you know, I don't think it was a, you know, you always wonder is it intentional or not. I, 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 I deemed it not intentional. It was a mistake. And so yeah. that's part of racing. And we've been on the other side of it where we've made, you know, we've had a mistake or what have you and, and had a, had a, uh, had an issue. And so anyways, uh, that's, that's racing and it just motivates you more for the next year. And obviously, you know, the Corvette's per performance uh, in general on both sides uh, of the pond uh, is a tremendous uh, uh, advertisement for what we hope we're going to see from the GT, GT3R uh, model in 2024. Yeah. Uh, I understand AWA have already taken delivery of their new car. Yeah, and and uh, Judy or whoever's got the, I mean, just kind of go forward one here for me or a couple. I think it's if we go back, and I've got one. I literally, I'm standing like five feet from one here. I, I wish I could show it to you, but I'm having an issue with the with the computer here. Uh, right. If you keep going deeper into the file there for me, that'd be great. One more, one more. Right there, there it goes. Yeah, there's the AWA team. They came up to uh, Michigan, Pontiac, Michigan. This is uh, at our. Yeah our propulsion and powertrain racing center that Russell Blanis leads um, from our team. And uh, I think uh, you see uh, Laura Clauser there and Todd Christensen and, and Christy yep. Bagney. And, and uh, that's the AWA uh, team taking delivery of their GT3 Corvette. Uh, I got Andrew, who is the owner of the team, and then Anthony and or, Ori uh, are, are the uh, drivers of each of the cars. And they'll obviously team up with a couple more drivers uh, and make their debut. They'll run in the uh, GTD AM class uh, here in North America and IMSA. And then yeah. uh, Pratt Miller, as you know, will be factory supported and they'll run two cars in the GTD Pro. So it's going to be great to be debuting the GT3 end of the C C8R era. And now we're on yeah. the Z06 GT3R era. It's going to be great. I mean, I, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but how frustrating is it that you come up with this tremendous car and it gets you know pensioned off after just a couple of seasons uh when you know it didn't get the chance to kind of like uh replicate all the amazing performances from the c7 c6 and so on and so forth yeah well i i, I was fortunate along with uh, many many other people um uh, including our partners at pratt miller and, and inside the company uh, many people who were there in 1999 we made our debut at the rolex 24 hours of daytona with the c5r Mm. It was a big ball. We didn't know if the program was going to go one year, two years, three years. Our hope was it was going to go three or more. And here we are over 20 years later, still rolling with Corvette racing. Um, amazing, uh, amazing track record with uh, with the car. And uh, so many wins, over 127 uh, victories worldwide with, the, with that whole platform. <laughs> and so, yeah, the C8R, I wish we'd had a little more time with it. But there's been discussion around a, kind of a GT convergence for years and years and it never happened. Nobody could ever get it organized and it finally did happen. And so um, I think that uh, we, we obviously when that when that decision was made, our focus was to get a 
GT3 going, and that's what we did here. And um, so we're going to get get after it here in the coming seasons. We'll be able to race this car, obviously, in the series around the world, but we'll start here in North America, and and uh, it's going to be exciting. Obviously, the Garage 56 project. <laughs> oh, uh, was uh, uh, I mean, I just found it absolutely fascinating um, that uh, a you would uh, wish to uh, wish to do this, uh, and secondly, I was also massively impressed at how the car ran and uh, at the amount of support it seemed to get from the from the fans. Like it became a really hot topic of conversation uh what what did you take from uh that what looked like you were doing it you know it might be interpreted that you're doing it for fun but obviously uh that's not how racing goes so what did you take from it commercially yeah I, well first of all i mean as we mentioned a moment ago chevy's had particularly um chevrolet's had a you know long deep decades long experience racing at Le Mans. It is such a special race. If you win Le Mans, it's like the gold standard. It's like, you know, that is that is uh that gives the you know the the sports car you have you know amazing credentials. So yeah we love the, the race for that. And obviously the Rolex 24 hours of Daytona, 12 hours of Sebring, uh Road America, Watkins Glen, they have their own special place as well in, in sports car racing. But um to be able to collaborate with, you know, Jim France had kind of the vision. What if we did this? And as you recall, in the 70s, uh, Jim's father did it with uh, two or three cars. The cars didn't actually go that long. They didn't race that long uh, in the 24-hour race. And so we said, uh, working with Jim and D John Doonan and and, uh, and obviously, you know, Rick Hendrick was in, and Jack Knaus, and Jeff Gordon, along with all the folks from Goodyear and, and everybody at NASCAR, along with Chevrolet. We decided if we're going to do it, let's we've got to do it right. And our, we used our experience at Lamar combined with just obviously tremendous talents from from the Hendrick organization and John Doonan, you know, is like our project uh, leader and did a great job. And everyone in Goodyear, we all came together and we we really prepared the car properly. We tested it deeply in simulation and then obviously I did a lot of on track testing. Uh, uh, Jim was eager to have drivers from all different series, all different parts of the world. He assembled an amazing drive, driver lineup, and the car ran great. It ran in the GT3 categories of time. It really did. Uh, lap times. It was fa fabulous. And so there was a, there was learnings that we actually shared with uh, the other two manufacturers. Every test, uh, the other manufacturers were were enabled to come to the race. They got all the data and the information and, and results from the testing. And there's things that we we obviously all learned about you know things things that can be done with this car potentially. Uh, in the future, we'll see where it goes. But uh, super proud of the team. They finished the race. Uh, they won the pit stop competition using traditional uh, <laughs> manual jacks. Uh, it was just a great thing. And there wasn't an article that was written or a TV story that was broadcast about the race that didn't include a sub story about this car. Super proud. Of exactly. Them. Absolutely. No, it was uh, it was great fun. Um, obviously, part when we speak about uh, partnerships with Hendrick. Uh, we uh, turn our attentions to what's going to happen next year with the uh, Kyle Larson competing at uh, uh, competing at the Indy 500 and the Charlotte 600, um, yeah. and uh, he's already tested uh, for uh, you know at the speedway. Again, um, this this is more than just uh, this is more than just a, a commercial opportunity. This is this is something that 
could have major repercussions and that he he feasibly it's Kyle Larson goddamn it he could actually win both events right this is going to be an exciting exciting <laughs> time to see a double it's been a little while last time uh, was Kurt Busch and uh, Kurt ran with Andretti and yeah. uh, Honda and then he came and then he flew to Charlotte and ran with Chevy in the in the yeah. in the uh, in the in the NASCAR race so that was the last time it happened obviously you think about the people who have done it uh Robbie Gordon uh Tony others yeah. it's but it, it it happened so rarely now based on schedules and all that really exciting and what I, what what we know about Kyle is he can race he loves to race anything and everything and so yeah. for this moment to happen and for Rick and and uh, the folks at uh uh you know McLaren to pull together Zach Brown uh and Gavin and the team it's going to be super exciting and it was fun to watch him get in and do this first test yeah and he he uh i think he got up into the i can't remember what the final speeds were but let's say it was in the high 200 218s 219s mm -hmm. i can't remember if he pushed over 220 or not maybe it was low 220s uh but he uh he really got a chance to get initial feel of the car and so he passed the rookie test uh i think he's energized for it to the positive so is rick so is zach uh so are we so can be a great way to uh, show kind of the talents of a driver to switch series like that and and you know Kurt when he ran uh he actually he ran really well he he yeah. ran super well and Absolutely. Uh, it yeah. can be done and listen it's hard to do right winning the 500 for even the full-timers is hard so Absolutely. is it possible yes uh it takes a special talent I think Kyle certainly has the talent to drive just about any race car so there's obviously a lot more learning to do but uh very excited about it those are cool pictures too Yes. I, I hate to interrupt uh, because we need to keep oh. everything on schedule. There is two other topics. Uh, let's uh, we want to cover quickly with Jim is ready. So yeah, right. to go and, David, quickly. Yeah, absolutely. How important uh, to you is uh, the NHRA? Obviously, we have Erica Enders, who I think should be every aspiring young female race car driver's uh, hero. Um, yeah. And but also you won the manufacturers cup in NHRA this year. Yeah, it, it was a, it, it was a great year. Um, another seventh year in a row for manufacturers championship, and uh, and then to see uh, Erica win uh, her sixth championship in pro stocks, incredible. And I remember in 2012, I was sitting in a, in a meeting uh, on a Monday. We're going through all the race results, and somebody said a woman named Erica Anders won the pro stock race. Yeah. First female to ever do it. I'm like. Okay, that's history right there. Yeah, we, exactly. we brought her to SEMA at, in 2012, the Chevy exhibit. We had a big media event. We got her there. And here she is, you know, 46, 47 race wins later, six championships. So she's amazing. And then Aaron Stansfield in the uh, factory stock uh, uh, showdown championship on the bottom right. And then obviously you got, uh, you know, the, the John Force racing team. I think that's Robert Heights vehicle in the top right there. Yeah. Uh, and so um, super proud to, to, to partner there. Obviously, you know, our, our role in NHRA ebbs and flows over the years. Uh, we'll, we'll still we'll still be you know you'll see uh, Chevrolets and Camaros running for a long time there in the series, uh, and looking forward to its next year. Formula and One. Let's, let's wrap it with uh, Formula One. Oops. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cadillac, uh, if it wasn't uh, recognized as a huge uh, uh, glo uh, potentially you know global brand before. Uh, this is going to, I assume that the partnership with Andretti is tied in with Cadillac, uh, you know, becoming a heavy hitter in uh, European markets once more. Is this correct, Jim? 
Yeah, I mean, first of all, um, yeah, Cadillac is, uh, you know, re-entering many global markets. And so when you look at what are the global platforms to kind of get the word out, um, you know, there's things like Olympics, music, soccer, yeah. Formula One. Okay, those are the those are the those are the ones you typically look at. And so the time uh, we looked at Formula One off and on over the years, the timing is never right. Uh, when the FIA opened up the expression of interest, we submitted with uh, Andretti a joint submission. Uh, super proud that the FIA, after looking at I don't know five or six other uh, applicants, um, did uh, did give us support um, uh, for to go to go on to the next step in this uh, you know journey to get into F1. So uh, it's it's exciting. We also then announced here you know a couple of weeks ago that uh, Cadillac uh, has registered, General Motors rather, has registered as a as a power unit um, uh, manufacturer for 2028. Is our would be our intention, and so. It's very exciting. Lot a lot of steps to go yet. We're, we're we we still have uh, some evaluations that the FOM is doing right now. Uh, we'll see what happens, but it's super exciting to 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 uh, consider uh, the possibilities of F1 and had a chance to go to both Miami and Las Vegas and uh, very exciting. And obviously the global popularity and in North America continues to rise uh, very swiftly. So thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank, you, thank you, Judy. Great to Hi. see you. Good um, to see you. You have a lot going on. Registering on ePartrade is easy. To start, click on the Join for Free button on the homepage. First, search your company to see if it's already in our database. If you see your company on the list, click on it to select it. Then, choose Claim Company if you are one of the decision makers, an owner, marketing person, or main company contact or choose Join Company if you are an employee, and press Continue. If you couldn't find your company in our database, select Register a New Company. On the following page, fill out your name, email, phone number, job title, and choose a secure password. If you chose Register a New Company, you'll need to choose your business type. Select Supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose Racing Business if you're looking to source new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose Race Team if you own or are a member of a professional race team. Then, enter your company name. Please provide a website, Facebook page, or LinkedIn if you have one, and choose to either claim or join the company. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Finally, click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. An email will be sent to your inbox. Please confirm your email address and you will be approved shortly. Welcome to ePartrade.